We begin our gospel today with a very uh, powerful command from our Lord, saying and calling us to love our enemies. And now we've all heard this most likely from our youth. To the, this is what distinguishes us as Christians, is to love our enemies. Yes, okay, we've heard that. But let's really try to unpack what that means. Because it has a radical uh, command built in it. And it can change our life. Last weekend, Deacon Paul was challenging us not to think just as the world does, but to think as Christ does, to think as Christians. Not to act like our world, not to put our hope in the world. And so we continue to hear today from the Sermon on the Plain, and our Lord is taking it to the next level. Exhorting us now to even love our enemies. Love, not hate, not anger, not bitterness, resentment, but love. Sacrificing for them, caring for them, giving of yourself to even those who hurt us. Being patient with them. And so for the, in the context of our gospel, the main enemy in the Jewish mind, in the mind of the Israelites, were the Romans. They had come in, they had been occupied for a number of years up to this point, and they just wanted the Romans out. They were tired of them and the soldiers roaming their towns, especially Jerusalem, ruling them, uh, having to go through them for some legal things. The Roman soldiers would at any, could at any time go up to anyone and say, give me your cloak. And as if the asking it was even a thing, they had to give it. But, um, or to carry my pack for a mile. They were able to ask anyone to do that. If they didn't give their cloak, if they didn't walk a mile, then they would be um, liable to death. And the Romans were just so hated by the Israelites. And the Israelites were waiting for the Messiah to come. The one to, uh, to come in. They were thinking on a white stallion to come in charge and in a war to push them out. But that's not quite how it happened. Instead, our Lord doesn't come in with a spear or sword, but he comes in on a donkey. And he says to do good to those who hate you, to bless those who curse you, to pray for those who mistreat you. They would think, what? To the Romans? The ones who have been persecuting us, challenging us, sometimes killing us? You want us to be nice to them? Yes. This is what Jesus is saying today. And this is an intense demand. And David, in our first reading, gives us an example, I think a powerful example, of what it means to love our enemies. So our passage begins halfway in the book of 1 Samuel. King Saul is chasing David in the desert. So at this time, it's a, it's a great distinction going on. So King Saul was legitimately anointed king. He was chosen to be the king of Israel. And David also has been anointed king. Yet his time to reign has not yet come. And so Saul is afraid. He's, he was not a good king. 
And so David uh, is, uh, Saul is threatened by David. And so he's seeking to kill him. So he doesn't take his throne. The whole camp is asleep. And David goes in and on a little reconnaissance mission. He has the opportunity to kill Saul that night. No one else was around. The spear was waiting for him. And yet he says, do not harm him. Who can lay hands on the Lord's anointed and remain unpunished? Saul, or King David was patient. He loved the one who sought his life. He was um, not one to, uh, to rush things, to take things into his own hands. He trusted in the Lord. And if God anointed him king, God will be the one to set the time when he will not be king anymore at the time of his death. David had to wait roughly about 20 years to gain the throne. That was quite a long time. He had to wait patiently. And he, in a deep way, loved King Saul, even though he sought his life. Our Lord calls us to love our enemies, do good to them, bless them, and especially to pray for them. Earlier earlier this month, I was doing uh, some research for a saint, and her name was St. Josephine Bakita. Her feast day was on February 8th, and so I didn't know anything about her. And I had seen her name, and I just wanted to learn some more. Man, does she have a powerful story. And I'll just share a little bit with you today. So St. Josephine Bakita grew up in Sudan, a 97% Muslim country. The people there didn't know Christ. They did not know God. And at the age of nine, she was kidnapped by slave traders and beaten so severely she forgot the name her parents gave her. Eventually, they named her Bakita, which ironically means fortunate. And we will see how she was fortunate. She was blessed in the course of her life, but not in the beginning. She was tortured so uh, badly one evening that she was in bed for a month. She couldn't get up. And eventually, she was sold to an Italian family where it was the first time that they, were, they treated her with dignity. That she was a nanny for them and taking care of them. Uh, and she was taken care of. In her time in Italy, she encountered, uh, she encountered God. She encountered the love of Christianity. She saw the stars and the moon and the earth and the beauty of the, of the heavens and said, I want to meet him. I want to know him. She wanted to know God. And eventually she uh, became, uh, she got to know Christ and was baptized and took the name of Josephine. So now we know her as St. Josephine Bakita. She fell in love with God and eventually became a fully professed sister and stayed in Italy for the rest of her life. I think one of the most powerful things that she said was this. If I were to meet the slave traders who kidnapped me and even those who tortured me, I would kneel and kiss their hands. For if that did not happen to me, 
I would not be a Christian today. I'll read that one more time. If I were to meet the slave traders who kidnapped me, and even those who tortured me, I would kneel and kiss their hands. For if that did not happen, I would not be a Christian today. What a powerful love of her enemies that she would kneel down and say thank you to be full of gratitude for the path that they played in her becoming a Christian and becoming a daughter of God. The kidnappers and those, the torturers only saw her as an object. She would have knelt down and said thank you for the part that they played, loving her enemies. And so Jesus says in our gospel to be merciful as our heavenly Father is merciful, to love our enemies, to pray for those who persecute us, and to follow the example of St. Josephine Bakita. And those places in our hearts where we have been hurt, those places in our past um, for all sorts of different things, those places that God wants to be, God wants to come into those places of our hearts to bring his peace, to bring his love, to let go of the resentments that drag us down, to give us freedom, freedom to love, freedom to live, to not let those anger and resentments harbor for the rest of your life, the rest of our lives. God is inviting us to bring those before him today, to lay them on the altar, to let them be offered up to our Heavenly Father. So we ask for the grace and strength, especially when we receive our Lord in the Eucharist, to continue the process of forgiveness in our hearts, and so that we'll be able to grow in love even for our enemies. To be merciful, just as our Heavenly Father is merciful.